Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome back to 32 Fans in 32 Days. Yet again, no Wheels Wienaker today. I say yet again, even though this is only the second one we've dropped, because believe me, I've recorded a bunch and he never shows up. He claims he'll be here. Oh, and speak of the devil. And by the devil, of course, I mean Akiva Wienaker. He has just joined us. Wheels, how's it rolling? What's going on, guys? You just start? Mm, we just started. Yep. I made such an idiot of myself to be here. At least you could like, uh, I was like, I was at lunch with my wife. My sister, her husband, and my wife. And Are you her asking husband. us to acknowledge your idiocy? Yeah, and my wife and my, okay. my, my wife and her husband had never met before. It's a long story. Your wife and, then, and her husband had never met each other until like yesterday. So it was like, all right, I'm trying to be polite, have this family thing. So I, your wife married. Your wife. There's a COVID. There's COVID. There's a baby involved. Like so, they didn't go to the wedding. Whatever. It's like a whole thing. I was gonna say it explains a lot about your marriage. Yeah, I'm. I'm very confused here. Start over. Let's get the family tree. All right. So in 1983, Lewis and Melissa give birth to a little bit. Yeah. (laughs) I have a much younger sister. She just got married. She met her husband. If you remember the night of the soda tournament, your wife had never met your sister's husband. Correct. Your wife had never met her brother. I took everyone out to lunch. It It sounded like you were saying a married couple were meeting. But then at a certain point, I had to be like, I have to leave. And like they thought I think it was like a work thing and it was respectable. But then I mentioned it was a Seahawks podcast. And now, like, they all just think I'm a huge loser, but I'm here. And that's what's important. Could the other three people at the table combined name two players on the Seahawks? You know, her husband, like uh, before he like um, became Hasidic, was like uh, 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 into sports. So maybe my no, my wife doesn't know. I mean, most sports fans can't name anybody on the Seahawks. Now. Well, like, I don't know. Point. I don't know if our guest knows a yeah. lot of Seahawks, honestly. <laughs> I know a few, but not not that many. So Josh is here. Josh has uh, been a guest every single year on the Seahawks podcast. Uh, I think this is the first time he's like in a tent, though. No. I, what is that? <laughs> oh, we had a whatever. Well, you shaved him. He turned his camera off. Now. Yeah, it's, I well, turned off the video here. I'll turn on. So but I apologize. I'm lying down. Uh, you're always prostrate prostrate when. No, listen, I sit. Uh, I get in trouble, Josh, sometimes for lying down on a podcast. Some people oh. Don't like it. I've never also I've never rare. No hat. I look like I know I look like a hundred without my hat, which I I wear. Josh, I wear a hat every day to work. That's I look good. very professional. I wear a baseball hat every day. Don't you just like work at your home? No, I now I go to the office now. I'm like a corporate stooge. 
I go to the office every day. Get people out to lunch left and right. Yeah. And I wear a T-shirt, like red or pink shorts and a baseball hat. I'm, and I'm very professional. It's like the Israel high tech scene. That's how, that's how you that's how you dress. Uh-huh. Did you guys know that one of Roger Clemens's sons is on the Tigers? Yeah, Kobe Clemens. Cody. With Cody Clemens. Yeah. Are we going to talk about the Seahawks? Well, I'm watching the Twins Tigers game right now. We really and, we should be talking about the Mariners. Mariners and the guys are giving yeah. the business to the Yankees right now. Yeah. And and, yeah. and some guys batting named Cody Clemens. And I'm like, hold on a second. Roger Clemens named all his son's names that start with K. Uh-huh. This guy, who spells Cody with a K? This guy must be Roger Clemens' son. And I quickly Googled it. In fact, he is. There is a lot of nepotism if you think about it. What percentage of Major League Baseball players active right now did not have fathers who played in the 90s? Probably it's, it's probably only 5%. There is a lot of nepotism. Like, but it wasn't look, this way a generation ago. There were LeBron's. That. I'm sure there was. We just didn't know well, Brett, the, the Boons. Aaron. And now Brett we know Boons the dads. dads. Now we're the dads. Sandy we Alomar the and Rob, Roberto Alomar. His, their dad played. Like but we the, only thought of Ken Griffey Jr. as a guy who wears Ken Griffey Jr. is another but one. But yeah. our dads thought of Barry Ken Griffey Jr. Bonds as another like one. Okay, there Ken were more Griffey Sr.'s son. Yeah. yeah. Okay, there was. Do you think there was anybody who was like, you know, ah, Ken Griffey Sr. He was really better. Eh, these newfangled kids. Like, I mean, I think Bobby Bonds. <laughs> no, obviously not as good as Barry, but I think Bobby Bonds is like borderline Hall of Famer. Might uh, might deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. He's better. He's better than his reputation. Which is just being Barry Bonds' son. Yeah, his reputation father. is literally being somebody's dad. I don't yeah. even know if he's still alive, to be honest. Yeah, he's got to over- be happy. Like, you know, we all have children. Would you be happy if your kids become like much more famous than you? And like nobody uh, yeah. even knows. Uh, who you obviously. Are? Why would you, 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 he was rooting against his children's success? I'm not rooting against my kids. I would like to. I've done a horrible job of monetizing my children thus far. Like they make me almost zero dollars and they cost tons and tons of money. They make you any money because my kids. Yeah. Why, why are why are under negatives? 18 children? I guess. No. I, the only way I could even say my daughter makes me money is like there are certain work. She's tech savvy enough that there are certain like work things she can do that. Like, like I have to do a PowerPoint for work like she can do it. Like if I make her. Well, I mean, an infant is more tech savvy than you. So unless no, it's my eight year old also, my eight year old could do the PowerPoint better also. Um, he, he drives a harder bargain, though. Like they want to these kids want to get paid now. It's hard I to mean, get free labor in 2022. Yeah, you should. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about the Seahawks for a second. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. All right. So listen, it's the end of an era. Russell Wilson, you know, a, a Hall of As Fame a quarterback. Fan, I just got to say, you must be thrilled because somehow he beats the Vikings, even though they never, except for last year, of course, every single year. And it's like the same game every time. Yeah. The Vikings have a 95% win probability in the last two minutes. And yeah, uh, <laughs> they blow yeah. it. By the um, way, we are, are because I work for a sports company, our meeting rooms at work are named after NFL teams. And uh, I got to name the meeting rooms with one other person. We have Seahawks and Vikings meeting rooms out of respect for Grashen and Chester mm. at oh. my office. All right. Looking Amazing. forward to, to coming there in person. Yeah, come, come <laughs> visit. But yeah, like, I, I guess the question is like, did did this front office and Pete Carroll and first of all, they obviously deserve credit for drafting Wilson in the first place and building up the Legion of Boom defense around him a decade ago. But over the last several years, was their success to the extent they had, you know, making the playoffs being above 500 generally? Was that because of of Pete Carroll in the front office or was it more sort of despite them? Because it seemed to me that, you know, they barely would let Russ cook and then he would do just enough despite the shackles on him to drag her to the playoffs year after year. But other than other than Russell Wilson, th- there's not that much that this team has done in a number of years. That's at all impressive. Uh, I think the question is like more or the answer, I guess, is more nuanced than that, because 
you have to remember that like they, you know, Tavares Jackson was almost 500 with them. They went to the playoffs in like with Hasselbacks last year. They, well, they went like seven to nine or something. I understand, but they were all, they've never been, they've never been, they were like never a laughing joke. stock. Yeah. They've never been a laugh. They've never be nice. been the Jets, for instance. Yeah. Um, they've nice. never had a period where they were like those really low Niners teams, kind of no matter what. And I mean, until I think last year, or maybe the year before, they like had didn't they lost like one game by more than 10 in like four years. I mean, it's it's an absurd statistic that um, so I think that like Pete Carroll has a certain part of him that gets people to play really hard. I think that as the front office person, he has done more to hurt them since about 2013 than help them, which obviously is a very long time. Um, but he did so well in the beginning that it kind of set them up for, you know, I would say it was four to five years of like legit contender being contenders. And then another four to five years of, you know, their cap was the divisional round, like you, for the last three to four do years. Do you think he's lost his fastball as a coach or do you think he still has it a coach as a coach, but the, just the players aren't really there anymore? I, I don't, I don't think his strength is in game coaching. If that makes mm-hmm. sense. I think his, he's a culture builder. And I think that in that sense, he lost it big time because I think that Wilson became bigger than the team. And Wilson is like probably the hardest personality to root for in the NFL among elite or at least formerly elite players. And I think that he, I, I mean, I mean, he's still the quarterbacks are, are, you know, Ben Roethlisberger. Oh, yeah. Watson, like, you know, yeah. I, slightly, headline, Josh Grashen says Deshaun Watson yeah. easier to root for than Russell Wilson. Uh, I, you guys took the two most extreme examples. <laughs> I'm saying he's Evelyn, slightly corny. God, Baker yeah. Mayfield, is, I mean, is, mu- yeah. is a much worse person. Than Kirk Russell Cousins. Wilson. I mean, a lot of these guys are, you know, I would like Cam okay. Newton. You're Tom talking Brady thing as a like. As a fan, you just never, he's the least authentic person. Yeah, that's fair. And that's fair. He's that's very corny. He's very that. corny. Yeah. Like that, the video of him with the broken hand going through the game motions before Monday Night Football was maybe like the point where I was like, get rid of this clown. Like, I, I don't want him anywhere near me. I mean, I'm going to push back a little on you saying how great Carol did without Wilson. They were under 500 both seasons. Uh, you know, they happened to make the playoffs once because seven and nine won that shit division. And then, OK, they, they won a home playoff game when, uh, you know, there was a beast quake. But. but he took over a roster that was like four and 12. Oh, years. yeah. I'm saying in 2009 and 10, 11, 12, he did a good job. There's no question. I'm just wondering, you know, the fastball's long gone. I mean, the, the real question is like they moved on from Russell Wilson. Fine. But they mm-hmm. move on with zero plan whatsoever. They didn't draft a quarterback. They didn't take a, They didn't go for Baker Mayfield or Carson Wentz or Jimmy Garoppolo or anyone. It's it's Drew Locke and Geno Smith, really. Like like that's it. Yeah, I think that like they're tanking without admitting that they're tanking. Obviously, like I think that any anything to the contrary is like naive because they sort of know that the only path to success is getting one of those it's a huge risk like I think that anyone who says uh, Pete Carroll always talks with confidence but it's a huge huge risk because they basically are relying on getting a top 10 pick with their pick and then being able to trade it with the Denver pick or something which probably is going to be higher than people think because they're the fourth best team in their division the Broncos 
Um, so I think that they're relying on being able to have the capital to get a high pick and that pick hitting, which is like a fake fake as as they sure. say. But I mean, but that's what you have to do. I, although, yeah. of course, you got Wilson in the third round. Akiva, have we ever seen before a season? Because the Falcons and Texans are openly tanking. I mean, like the Falcons GM said so. He said we're going to take it on the chin this year. Um, mm-hmm. If the Seahawks are doing that as well, have we ever seen three teams tanking before the season starts? I think we have. I do think we have. I think there. I mean, there's also there's a difference between tanking and like. We didn't even try and lose our roster so bad. Like, but we've say, seen but that the, from the Jets. We've seen that from the Jets. Sure, but the Falcons and Texans are doing something that we've seen before in basketball and a little bit in baseball. We've never really seen it in football. I mean, is it possible? Like, I know that I Jimmy, think, Jimmy G's not going to go. I mean, to the Seattle. Dolphins tried to do it, but uh, their coach said no. They, they don't. <laughs> they don't want Jimmy G. I, I think what they want is they want their defense to coalesce into a unit they've really changed a lot on defense they have a new coordinator they're going with a whole new scheme they they signed like free agents they're really for the first time in forever and this is where if you want to talk about the mistakes that they've made it's that they've ignored kind of the offensive and largely the defensive line for a while other than these they draft a running back in the first two rounds every year (laughs) Yeah, there, there's been like, and so they, the fact that they just took the left tackle that they needed to take, they took an edge rusher in that top of the second round. They're doing these things. I think their goal is to like make the defense. I mean, the defense has been really bad, like the last couple of years. And I think that they want to see what they have in that. And then if they get a quarterback, then they open their you know five-year window with a first round quarterback. Well, let me ask, what is your confidence level from one to 10 in both Pete Carroll and John Schneider, that these are going to be the guys to, to craft the team that's this, the next Seahawks playoff team in the next couple of years? Uh, playoff Pete, team or like real contender? There's I mean, a Pete, difference Pete, there. Pete, Pete Carroll's getting old. Will he ever coach a divisional round playoff game in Seattle ever again? Yeah, I think so. I think so because... I think that they are equipped to get a really high pick and the chances of getting a good quarterback with that are good enough. And I don't think they have any idea. I mean, do do we need to go through the list of of quarterbacks drafted in the top 10 and how many of them uh, played a divisional game for their team? Because it's it's less than 50%. Of course not. Of course not. But I think that this year is meant to work on the defense. I think that's what they care about. Um, And they're also next year you're plugging you know, DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett and uh, hopefully a good like running game into a good situation with what they're hoping is a top 10 ish defense. I have no idea whether that's all feasible, but that's what their, their goal is, of course. So are you openly take, are you rooting for your team to lose then this year and hope for CJ Stroud or, or, you know, yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't like, honestly, that's why I was okay with the Wilson trade because I felt the Wilson trade, they were just treading water and like, yeah, they'll win 10 games every year, but I just couldn't, it was, it's, it, I know it's a spoiled thing to say, but it gets really kind of um, boring to like, know that you have no chance to beat the elite in the NFC. Um, I picked them to go to the Super Bowl last year in the preseason. Yeah. yeah. I, I think your point's right. Swing but I also miss. don't think like, I don't think they are necessarily worthy example of a team. Like, I don't think they were so far away. Obviously, they're further away now. Russ is 32, so like, it's hard to gauge. 
now the sort of the range for when a quarterback is watched is like 35 to 45. So <laughs> it is a little bit hard to gauge. Like, yeah, he certainly didn't have more than a few good, good years left. Probably uh, the team's also like left with. I mean, before, best players. before his injury last year, he was like the leading MVP candidate. No, like four... two years ago. That was two oh, years. Oh, ago. was that two years ago? Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm no, I... last year he was bad. He was yeah, bad. He, yeah. Ever. He had his worst. Everyone year likes to year. remember. That's when he came back after the injury, though, wasn't it? And he was really bad after. He was mediocre at best before the injury. Okay, um, I have to go look at my number by his standards, but but now you're left with like a very solid, you know, good team. Bad, really bad teams don't usually have solid receiver cores, but like they right. they do have one. And then like they're built on non-premium positions. Like their best players are the safeties and Puna Ford. And like, I mean, there's no, if there's, you know, outside of Lockett Metcalf, who are probably the best two players on the team, unless you want to argue like the, I mean, it's, it's a fair argument. Like they're built at non-premium positions. And like, I really like Kenneth Walker. And I think Kenneth Walker has very high upside. Like, but you know, that that's a running back on a, on a team that's going nowhere. Like it is, it is a bizarrely constructed team. And, uh, so like, just to come back to this, but you, so you think that Schneider will be the GM and Carroll will be the head coach the next time this team's in the second round of the playoffs? I think the answer is yes, but I don't think, I think that they have a longer leash than everyone thinks they have. Um, outside Carol, of, yeah. I mean, Carol's turning 71 in a couple of weeks. Yeah, he's old. Like, yeah, he's does old, he want to do this? Because I mean, we've seen it's a, it's a really hard job. We've seen guys mm-hmm. burn out. I mean, Belichick hasn't burned out, but. A lot of people his age have. Um, I, I don't know. Like, he he certainly doesn't need the money anymore. He's been making eight figures for a zillion years now. You yeah, know? I, I mean, it's hard to say because if one thing you learn following Seahawks is that he never ever tells the truth, that he never ever says anything negative. Yeah. Um. So it's really hard to tell. But I would hope that he thought about that when he had a really easy out this year, um, and. I think the big, the big debate in like Seattle, whatever Seahawks Twitter really was, do we get rid of Carol and Schneider or do we get rid of Wilson? And I think that a lot of people, like it was split. Um, I think I probably would have preferred going, getting rid of Carol, um, but I'm also okay with, I just, I think that Wilson, you talk about the way that quarterbacks age, totally agree. I think that he is like barely a threat to scramble anymore. Um, and that's a, that was a huge part of his game. Um, he he'll do it on occasion, like in the right moments. Um, but you know, the defense is kind of, I don't know how long you want to go back, but if you go back, the only time he's had any success in the last season and a half after those five games to start the, the COVID season, was when Rashad Penny was running for 180 yards a game. Like, apart from that, he's been really mediocre. By the way, I I need to chime in here. I'm looking at my numbers. Through four weeks last year, he was number one in the NFL in every single stat, in quarterback rating, in in completion percentage, in yards per He was the best quarterback in the NFL through four weeks last year. He was incredible. He had 11 touchdowns and no interceptions. Then he got injured last year, the 2021 season. Week one, yeah. 254 well, yards and four touchdowns. Week two, 343 yards and two touchdowns, over 70% completion. Week three, 300 yards, again, over 70% completion. Like, he was phenomenal last year until they the were. Yeah, I mean, like his numbers, I, I watched those games. And yeah, like, okay, that's fair. You can say the numbers were misleading, but averaging like, 11 yards attempt is pretty good. Yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. I watched the game and he did not look. He missed easy throws. He was like... And a lot of those games they were playing from behind. Their defense sucked also. So, like, 
I get that like it had some stats, but he... well, hold on. They, they won two of those games and they lost to the Titans in overtime and they were winning that game by two touchdowns in the fourth quarter. So the only game that they were losing and that they were padding stats was the Vikings game, which the other three games. All right. I mean, fair yeah, enough. So... I, I watched those games and he did not look like he didn't look like himself to me. Um, I, maybe the stats don't back me up. That's fair. Um, but like, yeah, I, 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 this was, yeah, my memory was he was the best quarterback in the NFL last year in, did, in September. Did, did Pete Carroll demote his son? Oh, you know I about think this? he's gone. I think he got he fired. Gone? Yeah. That is weird because like his son, like was, you know, very gradually worked his way up, was a wide receivers coach for mm-hmm. a while, but he's not a position coach anymore. Yeah. So, I think, I how does that conversation go? Like, uh, <laughs> I mean, you know, live by nepotism, die by nepotism, I guess. <laughs> I mean, Belichick is trying to die by nepotism. Now he's got two Belichick sons right. on staff, like with real jobs, real responsibilities also. I mean, they don't have. Right. I, I mean, every, Bel- there was an article about this last year. Um, every single like I think like 40 percent of the assistant coaches in the NFL are nepotistic. It's insane how much. Nepotism I, there is. Yeah, I buy that. <laughs> um, I mean, so, you know, the, the crazy thing also is that the Seahawks were so good and succeeded for so long and Russell Wilson succeeded for so long, despite having one of the worst offensive lines in football. And I, I can't think of a precedent. I mean, you've seen like the Vikings here and there, the Bengals last year, once in a while, a team will succeed in the short term with a terrible offensive <laughs> line, but nobody did it for as long as Seattle did. And I think, again, that's a credit to how good Russell Wilson was. Um, the, the line still sucks. Now they did draft Charles cross in number nine, and you hope that addresses at least one spot, but the next quarterback you need, I mean, even if you draft at the top of the draft, you're drafting some rookie quarterback. If he's going to get sacked 50 times, that's going to be a disaster. So yeah. what else, other than, um, other than cross, what else have they done or are they going to do to improve the line? They drafted um, a right tackle in the third round that they're high on. Um, they drafted a guard two years ago who was, who had a really good rookie season, took a little step back. Um, I think the other, the other Russell Wilson thing is he holds on to the ball a really long time. And so, yes, the offensive line, has like there's and certainly but the last couple of years i mean they had some decent players wilson holds on to the ball i mean there's you could pinpoint exact plays where he just like the sack is clearly on him but even still he the reason wilson um has such high like efficiency stats is he'd rather get sacked than throw an interception or an incompletion um and he's also he's an amazing deep ball thrower but he'll hold on and he gets sacked all the time because he'd rather look for the deep ball and he can't throw over the middle. Um, he like, is it, he can't see over the line. So he never throws over the middle. Um, so I think that the offensive line is going to look better. Not probably this year with those two clowns, but <laughs> like with somebody who has some good coaching and who can actually like see over the line to get rid of the ball quickly, I think you'll, and you know, if Charles cross hits, Right. If this guy, I think his name's Abraham Lucas or something um, like if these guys are even as a right tackle, if he's decent, it's going to make a big difference. I think um, I think a lot of those sacks are on Wilson, in other words. OK, well, like you, mentioned, you know what it is? You know what this is? It's like he's not on his team anymore. And he sees all the awards. It's like you break. Yeah, up with it's the crazy. I'm the bigger like, Russell Wilson been, fan here than the Seahawks been, fan. It's been years like of watching it. And he is a he's it's kind of um it's a very interesting experience. And every single one of those games gives you a heart attack because they never, they haven't won comfortably in years. Um, those teams that like could run the ball and play good defense. And so every game comes down to the fourth quarter and the last year and a half, 
Wilson didn't finish it. And so that's, I guess it's recency bias, but like, that's what I'm remembering. I'm remembering him taking a huge sack in a game last year to get them out of field goal range that lost them the game against the bears of all teams, you know, like it, it just, I think the warts are coming out more and more as he kind of got older and he was trying to press. And I, I mean, Wilson, he's like screaming at the, he's telling the media out, nothing's wrong, nothing's wrong. And then he gets traded and, and everything he said changed immediately. Like that's just, a, he's just such a clown. Uh, sometimes it is funny because his Twitter has gone from like people didn't really notice it to like just like abhorrently corny. Uh, oh, I noticed it. it. It's, it's been so bad. I mean, listen, I, I'm not going to bash him on the religion stuff. He, he talks about Jesus a lot, but the he he really is like trying to like everything is a meme and this and he's like talking to his teammates on Twitter, which like you don't really see other quarterbacks doing. It is bizarre. Yeah, he he uh, he's getting a little more scrutiny uh, after this trade. And um, I think people are starting to wake up to who he is. And then, like, listen, he's going to be he's going to be a good football player. Like he's he he's fun to watch, but he also gives you, I mean, a heart attack. Every but are you week. rooting for him in Denver? It sounds like you're not. Oh, no way. I want them to lose every game. So that wow. We get the he already said they're the pick. worst team in the in the division. No, no. Is he rooting for Denver? I mean, but no, of course he's not. not. Why? Most, I rooted for Kevin. He, Garnett they have like, their draft pick, though. They have their draft pick. Oh, well, no, that's true. Yeah, that's a Yeah, we have I mean, by the way, how did it feel to get fleeced by the Jets? I mean, you have your league average. Safety. We, we knew that at the time, yeah. though. We knew right? that like, at the time. Jets, I mean, it's so Jets nice. Fans were slurping him, but like Adam, yeah. no safety's worth that. Oh, but yeah, Adams, it, look it, at this. Like Adam, you know, whatever. It was suck. he was very good, it was but he's a safety. It was Adams absurd. is the opposite of Wilson in that, like, he maybe he's not so good, but he you love to have him on your team because. He's yeah, not, he, he's not corny and he like does care so much. Yeah. I, I mean, uh, that was, that trade is like top. I mean, it's just a horrendous, it's like a, it's like a bad trade from a different league. Like you don't see trades that bad. But that's the same for an office. You just said you have all this confidence in. I didn't say all this confidence. I think that they have, they're trying to write the ship to make the divisional okay. round. So, so give us from one to 10, how you feel on Schneider. Well, that's another good question is who really pulls the strings, right? Who has, and I think it's Carol who has final say. I bet I, I have more confidence in Schneider than I do Carol. Um, well, if Schneider's I, so weak that he's getting pushed around by Carol making mistakes, then that's not an exactly. I don't know if that's either. getting pushed around or if it's just sort of, you know, what. You who the ownership is empowering. Yeah, Like it's the ownership. Like I think that. Pete Carroll has some weird, he must have leverage over Jody Allen or something. I don't know, but um, I, I don't think it requires a tremendous, like, I think for them to be Super Bowl contenders, like a million pieces, of, like that answer is much lower versus like beating some crappy, like NFC North team that lucks into the seventh, like into the wild card spot. Like that's not such a like crazy thing to, to win one playoff game and they win 10 games with a good rookie quarterback or second year quarterback in three years. Um, but this yeah. year, like, I, when you, but you, when you look going forward the next two or three years in your division, even assuming you guys get some great, you know, young rookie quarterback, this is a division. San Francisco seems to have a pretty smart coach in front office and, you know, they've succeeded despite quarterback so far. And now they have a new mm -hmm. one that they've invested in the Rams, their windows probably over in a year or so, but again, they seem to have a smart coach and they should be built for the long term. also, even if they have to go through a rebuilding mm -hmm. Arizona, Kyler Murray seems like, you know, a quarterback for the future, as long as he didn't have to study for tests. 
even if you draft a rookie quarterback and he's good, it's not, you know, you're not in the, in the, in the AFC South or, or, yeah. the, or the NFC Easter. The, the Cardinals, the Cardinals don't scare me, but the other two teams obviously do, even though the Seahawks seem to beat the Niners, like with relative frequency, at least in the last couple of years. I mean, at least they, they usually split last year. They actually won both, which is crazy. Um, I mean, listen, Trey Lance is an unknown, right? Like Trey Lance might be a force and he might suck. Yeah. Um, he certainly looked bad last year. So like, there's always elements of unknown. Um, I think that I listen, I, this conversation might look very different next year. If their defense is a top 12 unit, despite having a terrible offense, then like, yeah, maybe they're like, then I'll have more hope. If their defense is like 20th and their offense is predictably bad. Yeah. Like that answer is going to change. I just think that it's hard, you know, it's hard to get out of the mentality that like, Oh, you just kind of have faith because every year they, they sort of have, and I understand they're missing Wilson. Um, so like, I, I haven't, I don't know Seahawks football without him anymore. You know, it's been so long. Um, so it's hard to not have some confidence and yet the odds are probably against it, to be honest. <laughs> Who are you most excited to see this season? Um, <laughs> Charles Cross. You're Kenny, saying like individual players? Yeah, like which players sort of like progress are you most excited about? I'm kind of curious. They 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 drafted two. They drafted one guy and they signed one like these two edge rushers who are supposed to like fit their new scheme that they're What's trying that, to Shelby do. Shelby Harris? No, no, no Jefferson no. Uh, and Uchinawa Nwoso. Yeah, I don't know how to pronounce his name. Um, and Boy Mafe or something. And so I'm kind of curious if they really have, the, the thing I'm looking for the most is if they can get a pass rush because that like when they don't have like I, I know this is obvious but like they haven't had a pass rush consistently for two years and their defense sucks so like that I think they have a good I think their secondary is actually better than people will give it credit for now they, they have some rookies who people are really excited about and who play, and some now second year guys who played really well as the year went on last year so I think there's actually hope in the secondary. So if they get a pass rush, their defense actually could be good. Um, and I was okay with them letting go of Bobby Wagner. It's probably a year or two too early, but he is not the same player as his like reputation was. He was still very good and anchored that team. But how are you going to keep him on a rebuilding team like at 18 million? I, I sort of get it. Um, but he's, I, I mean, much, he's another hall of famer and it yeah. just, w- how often does a team lose two hall of famers that have spent their entire uh, careers in one franchise? It, it's really, it's pretty dramatic. I think. Yeah. I, um, I agree. He's like the last I, piece of the Legion of boom and, and that whole, you know, that era is completely right. gone, except you still have the coach. Yeah. His, and that I feel like is probably an unprecedented thing where an entire era is gone and the coach is still there yeah. other than maybe like the Patriots now. Um, but it remains to be seen whether the Patriots can be a real contender. Yeah. But, but Belichick's not only a culture guy, you know, you talked about how you said, you know, mm-hmm. Carol's main strength is culture. I think that those kinds of guys that grows stale, no matter how good right. they are. And I mean, well, Zimmer, Zimmer was a little bit similar in Minnesota. Obviously he didn't have the playoff success that, that, that Carol had early at least, but like, the, the, the culture thing, like guys can't hear the same thing year after year and not eventually tune it out. 
Now, I guess you're well, right, I think, well, they're all new guys. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like so that it, it'll be interesting to see if it's his philosophy that wins or if it's, you know, and listen, he also was through a couple of years ago, one of the best defensive coaches, like in the NFL history, really, like he oversaw a lot of highly successful defenses. And when he, like last year it was reported that he sort of took over mid-year and that's when they, I mean, if you look at the splits in, 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 in points allowed last year, it changed very dramatically. Supposedly that had to do with Carroll in like, like taking more control. So he knows something about defense, you know, I'm saying when it comes to like, he punts from the 42 yard line on fourth and one, and it like infuriates me. Um, and he, he just does dumb things like that, like in-game decision-making. I imagine most fans complain about their coaches. I don't watch every other game as consistently as I do that one, but those are the kinds of things I'm talking about. I think schematically the man knows how to coach defense, you know? Yeah. I think we're about to get bombed, but I just, I just want to say, I with the lucky land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright and start getting lucky. Play for free at luckylandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.